Welcome to Family is the Answer, an adoption and foster care podcast. I'm Karina Kuna-Henson, Managing Director for Rohe Foundation. Together with Podcast Network Asia, we're here to share resources to inform you and stories to inspire you about adoption and foster care. Hope you enjoy listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Family is the Answer podcast. I am Krina with a slightly husky voice. I am sorry. I'm coming out of just a lot of talking over the weekend, but it's so good to be back and it's so good to be with you again. I am very excited about this particular episode because our guest on this episode is one of my favorite people in the whole world, and he has been so instrumental to the work that we do at Rohe Foundation. So before I introduce him, I do want to share a little bit about this topic of the orphan crisis in the Philippines. And one of the things that we found and we've discovered as we've studied this is that it's actually a generational cycle. We see it happen in families a lot where sometimes children who who find themselves orphaned or abandoned or neglected, actually their parents had experienced the same thing. And it makes you wonder how that came about. And you realize that it's true. There is a cycle, um, an ongoing cycle that needs to be broken in order for us to see real change in this area. We at Rohe Foundation try to address this by some of our programs, which by now you're hopefully familiar with. We have our Pregnant Women in Crisis program, which is really orphan prevention, meaning how do we step in and stand in the gap with women who are pregnant and vulnerable and finding it hard to just navigate this area of being pregnant and figuring out what to do next for themselves and for the child in their womb. We stand in the gap with them and we make sure that they're able to make a sound decision about the future of their child. But also we have not just orphan prevention programs, we also have orphan care because the truth is there are children who are already in the system, who have already been abandoned, neglected, and sometimes really truly orphaned, meaning have lost both their parents that need families. And so Rohe Foundation responds to this issue at different points in the cycle. But I just thought it would be really great for you to get a bird's eye view, to understand what it's like and the issues that surround it and some of the things that contribute to this so that we can all be more familiar. And hopefully, as we understand this issue more, it would inspire us to respond in a way that makes sense for each and every one of us. We all have a role to play. There's something that everyone can do. Everybody has something they can contribute towards resolving this issue, resolving this crisis and seeking justice in this area. And so that's my encouragement that as you listen today, you would be able to figure out for yourself, how can I fight for justice in this area? How can I stand up for this and seek change on behalf of the orphan, the abandoned and neglected of the Philippines? And so Today, my husband, John, is going to be sharing a little bit about that. He's also the head of brand and marketing for Rohe Learning and Consultancy in Singapore. And he sits on the board of Rohe Foundation and was with me when we started the work here in Manila. He was very much involved in helping us navigate 
this space and figure out exactly what role we were going to play in the space of the orphan crisis. I think there were so many things we could have done, but we had to be really strategic around where we were going to play and where we were going to sit. And John was so instrumental in helping us navigate that area. Just recently, probably a couple of years ago, maybe, he completed his executive MBA at the Asian Institute of Management. And um, his capstone master's thesis was actually around Rohe Foundation's advocacy strategy. And so that has really been instrumental for us, continues to guide us today in terms of crafting our strategy around the advocacy work we do and also informing some of our programs. So really happy to turn the mic over to John to share a little bit about the orphan crisis and to give us just the background around that so that we can all understand this in, at a deeper level. So, hey, John. Thank you, Krina. I'm so glad to be here on the podcast with you. Always an honor and a privilege to be here and to address everyone and to talk about a topic that's really close to our hearts. So Krina asked me to come in and talk about the orphan crisis. As Krina mentioned, we studied the Rohe Foundation's advocacy strategy. In doing that, we had to figure out what the problem was. What is really is the problem that we are trying to address? What is the landscape of that problem? And I think what we see is what, what many people would call a, a wicked problem. There is no one solution. It, there's so many factors. It's a systemic problem where solving one thing does not really solve the larger thing. It could even cause unintended consequences on the other parts of the problem. So I think that's one of the overwhelming things about it. The other thing that we discovered was how hard it was to gather some data, but the data that we gathered was from the periods of 20 to 2021. And some of the reports we were looking at were dated all the way back to 2015. We were looking at DSWD and other nonprofit organizations trying to understand this topic. So let me start by maybe the big numbers first. UNICEF has come up with a number that most of us are familiar with by now, uh, 1.8 million orphans in the Philippines. And they define an orphan as someone who has lost either one or both of their parents. But as we looked at that further, what we discovered as well as Philippines without orphans, that was a very conservative way to look at it. Because actually, if you want to look at the orphan crisis from a lens of children who need families, there are millions more who are left abandoned on the streets even if both their parents are alive or maybe both parents are alive, but they're in gangs or they're in rebellion groups or they're in syndicates or they're in prison. So that number actually jumps up. If you consider all of those children who are in need of homes, who are in a vulnerable position, all the way up to 5.5 million, some people even say up to 7 million orphans, if that's the way we define it in the Philippines. Now, just to pause there for a moment, 5 million orphans, and that's the low end of the band. I remember when we got into this, we were happy if all of our efforts, we just saved one. I cannot even imagine the fact that there are millions of them. That is, I cannot comprehend it. So that's, I think, the start of the problem. That huge number, 5.5. Now, it's an overwhelming problem. What could we look at? So let's look at the alternative care, the orphanages and the foster interventions in the Philippines. Right now, what is currently counted is our wonderful partners, nonprofit organizations and DSWD. We're able to take care of about 90,000 of these children. So 90,000 out of the 5.5 million who are in need of this is already a huge, huge, huge gap. 
zoom into adoption, what we're finding is another huge gap. So say we have accounted for 90,000 children. They're in children's homes, they're in foster care, they're in orphanages. There are only about less than 5,000 who have been issued their CDCCLA, which is the certificate that makes them legible to be adopted. And again, we see a massive gap there where there's 90,000 children who are vulnerable, but they're being cared for, but only a small, small fraction of them are being adopted. And actually that turns out to about 400, 300, 400 children adopted per year. So I think therein lies, that that is a, a snapshot of the orphan crisis. At the macro level, the big picture, there are 5.5 million children who are in need, who are vulnerable, who are in need of families, who are in need of foster care parents, who are in need of child caring facilities. And we're all doing our best. And I think we have the most amazing people who are passionate and the most amazing child caring facilities and orphanages. Um, we've met some of them. We partner with many of them, but it's still not enough. So that's one way to look at it. And I think the conclusion we can draw from there is there's a huge gap in the demand for adoption in the Philippines. One of the things that we're seeing is the adoption stigma is real. One, there isn't that much awareness that this is a huge problem. And I think throwing around big numbers, it's just hard for people to comprehend. So it's hard to bring close to home. But just the demand for adoption is also a huge gap. Now, the other thing that we found very interesting in this crisis is that it's not a sort of static problem that exists. What we found when we look into the orphan and their stay in an institutional facility or just orphans in general is that it's a generational cycle. The likelihood of an orphan's children being also an orphan or being also vulnerable is high. Just to give you an idea, children who age out of institutions are 10 times more likely to be involved in prostitution, who are also the most likely to give up their children or to be sexually abused and to think of ways to find solutions for their child because they cannot afford to keep their child. Children who age out of institutions are 40 times more likely to have a criminal record. And when they have a criminal record, then therefore they cannot take care of their children, which leave their children vulnerable as well. They're 500 times more likely to commit suicide which is mind boggling. So the cycle looks like this. Orphan and abandoned children. Right now we're assuming the number 5.5 million. They're on the streets. Most of them are unaccounted for. So we don't really have data on what happens to them. But those who are accounted for, 90,000 of them go into institutional care. Only about three or 400 of them are adopted per year. Most of them become orphan adults. And with the stats I mentioned earlier, those orphan adults, are involved in poverty, crime, sex trade, prostitution, etc. And that contributes to countless other social issues. And that also gives rise to the amount of pregnant women who are in crisis. Pregnant women in crisis are also the most likely to abandon and neglect their children. So what you see here is a vicious cycle of vulnerable children growing up in scenarios and in environments that are not ideal, ending up in crime, in prostitution, and then ending up themselves being pregnant women who are in crisis, having to abandon their children. And the cycle continues on and on. It's a painful truth, I think, that we all have to, to look into and to stare at. But I think one of the things that we looked at for Rohe Foundation was, okay, with our capacity, with our resources, given our small size, where can we really put our efforts where it would make the biggest impact. 
So we identified two ways. And I think that's one of the things that really excites me about Rohe Foundation's work. And the first way is through the Pregnant Women in Crisis Program, which is really stopping the inflow into this orphan population, the 5.5. Karina can share more. You can look at the website. It really helps to support these women. And most of them keep their babies. Some of them put their babies in institutional care or have their babies adopted. It's a beautiful program that I think everyone could be a part of. And the second one is through adoption advocacy, really increasing the demand for adoption so that more children are adopted, more children are taken out of the cycle. What we've learned is the way to stop this vicious cycle that's so painful to look at, the way to stop it is through families. You can give a child the most wonderful care in an institution, but if they're still an orphan after they graduate at 14, 15, 16 years old, they're still 10 times more likely to be involved in prostitution. They're still 40 times more likely to have a criminal record. And the cycle continues until a family steps in and says, I will be the one to take this child. I will stand in the gap and stop the cycle for this child. And one child at a time. I mean, no effort is in vain. We celebrate when one family decides, I want to keep my baby. Or when family decides, hey, I want to adopt. One life has so much value. So we try to focus on the wins, doing what we can, saving one child at a time, helping one family at a time. Knowing also, not being unaware of the fact that, yes, there is a huge problem. It's 5.5, but we know where we can play at this moment. And I think what we're seeing is uh, when I see Karina's work and the Rohe Foundation's work is now we're able to, in our service, we're able to gain influence. And with the CPA, looks like there are things that could be done on a more strategic level where we could address the 5.5, you know, the bigger social issues. But I think one of the things that I, I really admire about Rohi Foundation and their work is, you know, in their faithful day-to-day, one-life-at-a-time work. It has given them the credibility and trust to expand their work, expand the impact as well to this whole orphan crisis. Thank you, John. You know, what really resonated with me as John was closing off, I was reminded of a quote by Andy Stanley, who I love to listen to his podcasts as well. Well, he always says, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. I know that the orphan crisis can, especially when we hear those numbers, 5.5 million, these large numbers, and you understand the sheer magnitude of the crisis, it can feel so incredibly overwhelming. I know I feel that weight often, but we can all respond in our own capacity. And I love how John put it, never underestimate the value of just one life. Let's do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. Lots of ways that you can do that. You're listening right now and maybe you're you're still in shock from hearing some of those numbers. Let that settle in. But if you want to explore adoption or foster care and you're saying, John, you're absolutely right. Family is the answer. (laughs) Family is the only way to break that cycle. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm willing. I'm not sure. Hey, you're welcome to join us. Every month we have a pre-adoption and foster care forum. You can attend completely for free if you want. You can come in and just listen. Let us know. Fees only kick in when you need a certificate. So come in, listen, be informed about what it takes to become an adoptive family or a foster family. Other ways are you could just, you could advocate for this. You can help us by spreading awareness online. I also like to say never underestimate the power of one post. 
our podcast producers listening today, like one time created this social media explosion online. And it was all it took was one post that reached 12,000 new viewers and our advocacy exploded because of one post. And Jana was behind that. And it was just incredible to see. And, and some of our volunteers have done the same where they just share our posts, share our content, talk about it with their friends. Every time there's a conversation about adoption or fostering or pregnant women in crisis, they try to share what they know and educate the people around them. And ultimately at a family level, we just want to build a culture that really celebrates adoption, celebrates welcoming children into our families. And so we're here to support you in that journey of being an advocate, or if you want to get involved in fostering or adoption, or you want to partner, you want to support our work, you want to give towards this so that we can continue to expand the work that we do. We are here to get you the answers that you need. Let us know, reach out to us and let us know how we can support you so that we can all be in this together and we can all respond to this issue together. We can all lock arms in fighting for justice for the orphan, the abandoned, the neglected of the Philippines. So thank you again for listening. If you need more information, I'm gonna invite you to visit us at rohayfoundation.org. Also, you can always connect with us on social media. You know that Facebook, Instagram, we're really active on those platforms and we're very happy to field inquiries and questions that you might have about the work that we do there. So keep in touch with us. Thanks again, John, for hopping on the podcast. My pleasure. Really great to have you. Hope you can hop on again soon. And to everybody that's listening, I hope you're having a great day and that we'll catch you during our next episode. Thanks, guys. was the Family is the Answer podcast by Rohe Foundation and powered by Podcast Network Asia. If you're interested to know more about adoption and foster care, visit our website at rohefoundation.org where you can find articles, videos, and other resources. You can also find us on social media. We're Rohe Foundation on Instagram and Facebook. Again, thanks for listening and I hope to catch you at our next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.